Welcome to another episode of Demystifying Gay Porn. My name is I.K. Grande. That's my porn name. <laughs> my name is I.K. Grande, and if you've watched porn in the past 12 years, I've definitely helped to get off. Uh, so today, uh, I have a very, very special guest. Um, we have an award-winning uh, straight porn star who is also a content producer of over 250 fetishes, both straight and gay. And he's uh, the owner of a multimedia production company, um, I just met him last week at the Exotica Expo, and I'm very, very happy to have him here, uh, Miles Stryker. Uh, thank you so much. I absolutely appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. It's not every single day that we get uh, porn stars in New Jersey, so <laughs> I immediately jumped at the chance when my boyfriend recognized you from a couple of, of, of things that you do. So, so I want to get into that. I want to get into the things that you do, because uh, it's, it's a little bit here, a little bit there, but it's... Awesome from what I'm hearing <laughs> and from what I've seen so far. Uh, so what's, what's the best way to introduce, um, if you were how to introduce yourself? Well, I mean, there's, 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 there's so many ways to go with that and everything. But, I mean, since this is uh, our, a, a show called uh, Demystifying Gay Porn, yeah. I mean, I say that we should probably stick with uh, what I do for the, the gay side of things. Okay. So, uh, I mean, besides the fact that I'm known for my very, very... Uh, uh, shock value of uh, not giving a fuck and doing all sorts of pretty much every single thing that people would say you can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I started uh, I started out with uh, femdom. I did a lot of femdom back in the day because I was a straight male uh, and I wanted to get into straight porn. Mm-hmm. But the problem was was that I didn't have the in. I didn't have that porn star girlfriend that would be like, oh hey, here we just let him in. Uh, I didn't have any agent. I have nothing backing me. And I was like, okay, so what do I have that no one else has? I am a psychotic masochist and an exhibitionist. So I said, I am going to do everything that no other straight man wants to do. I jumped on stage and I took 12-foot bull whips with shredded like a cheese grater. And I laughed methodically at people like a crazy person. I was dubbed the porn stuntman uh, my second year in because I was jumping out of moving cars to make porn films look good. I would show up on radio stations and I would steal the show by, you know, there was like these manly, manly men uh, taking tasers to their chest because they're just so manly and badass. (laughs) So I walk up and I pull my ball sack out and I said, we're going to get here anyway, so why not just tase me? They put their shirts on pretty quick. Uh, so, you know, and then that's how I, I built it. And it went, it went coast to coast as Miles Stryker, this, uh, well, it was, it was Miles, this submissive uh, masochist. And then finally, I mean, I've always, I've been trained. Uh, I did BDSM for 12 years. I was mentored by a leather dominant, uh, actually based on the old guard gay leather mm-hmm. uh, and the BDSM lifestyle. And this was one thing that I brought to the table that I noticed wasn't being done right in porn in fetish porn was was actual uh, uh, BDSM. Okay, it was uh, done very very wrong. I mean, they were giving cute girls whips who had no idea what they were mm-hmm. doing that they could be hurting people. Uh, they were tying people uh, a little bit. I mean, I don't want to like bash it, but it just I was trained very very methodically and very very carefully, and I wanted to bring that too. So once my name was known coast to coast, once I was finally able to be trusted enough to you mm-hmm. know, hey, maybe fuck a woman on camera. Um, I um, I came back as in-your-face striker. You know, I, I went from that submissive role to a very, very dominant role, and I started doing a lot of very, very heavy 
uh, dominant scenes where, you know, you could be considered uh, uh, rape play and stuff like that mm-hmm. with women. Uh, but then I sat around and I thought about my femdom days. I thought there's so many straight men that are chasing after these these women. And when I was just doing femdom, it was like I was just a prop. So, you know, as a businessman, I want them to stay on my website. I don't want them following a woman to the, her website. So if straight men love being denied by women, I mean, hell, I'm a well-built military veteran, guy next door. Definitely, I feel like I am a, a gay man's wet dream. Mm-hmm. You got a good look. You do. <laughs> <laughs> why, why wouldn't gay men want to be denied by a straight man? You know, why, why, why not be able to dangle it in front of a gay man right here, right there, and see how much I can push that? Mm-hmm. And this was during 2017. This was during when everybody was so PC. And I've built such a name for myself because I, I have really, really built my entire company around uh, making people comfortable. Okay. I learned I learned early on that people will work harder if they're comfortable around you. And, you know, I get this crazy rep because people see me on camera and they think I'm this just total fucking asshole. Yeah. And, uh, but, but, but no, I, uh, I'm actually, I, I'm very, very, uh, I, I think I'm all right. I'm pretty nice. Do you think I'm yeah, nice? Yeah. No, well, you walked in and it was, <laughs> we had a little mix up with the hotel, but you walked in, you were like, all right, let's do this. We're here, you know? <laughs> so it's cool. I'm, I feel comfortable with you. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So, um, Another uh, reason, like I said in the beginning, you know, my, my boyfriend was the one that noticed who you were, but he was afraid to approach you. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't. But it ended up working out well, because once he told me that, I was like, well, shit, now I'm interested. Now I want to talk to him. Like, I think that you'll find with even the people that listen to this, because uh, you do um, you're doing gay BDSM and you're doing gay content and fetish stuff. You've been out there. You've been doing this. However, I've just started exploring uh, a lot of uh, gay fetishes and other stuff. So like my audience, they're finding, uh, they're going to find out more about you. you. You've been out there, but now other people are going to mm-hmm. look for you. So yeah, so I'm, I'm very happy that you're on. When you say you produce for 250 fetishes, what are the, what are the ones that like strike you? What are the ones that you like? What are the ones that you're like, hmm, wow, this is interesting. I never knew that people like that. Honestly, uh, it's, it's really funny that you say that. Uh, so like, um, my thing was, was this, was that I have my fetishes, right? Um, I learned very, very early on. I knew very, very early on that, um, the only way to make it in this industry is you got to put your own bullshit aside. You got to realize I, I, people ask me all the time about the women I fuck, the things I do and everything. I, I honestly don't remember that. I remember, okay, who am I trying to please here? I am making love to an audience. Who am I trying to please? What fetishes are we hitting? And how do they want to see it? So that's the reason why I do so many, because I do so much research. Mm-hmm. I, I, I literally go around and put myself inside the mind of my, my consumer. I want to be able to portray their fetishes in a way that I want my fetishes portrayed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, I won't lie. The, the one that got me the most was macrophilia. Okay. It, 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 um, to this day, I'm known as one of the most uh, famous giants out there. Uh, for some reason, everybody just goes, I love Miles Stryker's content. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've loved it ever since I didn't understand it. Macrophilia. So, I had somebody on the show. Um, it was interesting. 
uh, and I had to explain a little bit about what it was and uh, the difference between sizes, you might be able to explain it a little more. And on top of that, you came into it, you just said you came into it thinking, like not understanding I don't know what the fuck it was. So now, do you understand it? <laughs> uh, I have a very, very good understanding of okay. it, actually. Uh, Teach me. <laughs> like, I'm kidding. Teach me. Well, yeah. <laughs> Teach me. Show me the way. Because <laughs> I, 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 I have a It's all right. You just got to learn from the gospel of Stryker. Yeah. We can talk about yeah. that later. Oh, we can. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so... Um, well, my first macrophilia experience was, uh, what, 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. I was a newbie. I was, I had, I was being paid, you know, crap money, drive 250 miles. That's one thing I want everybody to know is that you, you don't just jump in this industry. <laughs> you know, you got to show, you got to show your, your, your chops. You got to pay your dues. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had me for another 30 minutes and these people were working me from fucking, from the time, you know non-stop so they just look at me and they go um you see these like little figurine people will would will you like be mean to them i just got done like shooting i don't know uh i forgot what i got done shooting but it was it was something i would expect but i'm like sitting here going what yeah yeah you see these like little figurine guys like like will you like step on them put them between your toes and you know like eat them and i'm like what <laughs> yeah. next thing you know i was like oh, fuck it man I, I mean i guess i can do that so i start i got into it i actually was like you know i fucking was like godzillion through like like these and I'm like, oh oh yo oh, oh i'm missing your legs oh oh doesn't that suck for you oh look at you no, what's your name? What's your name? I can't hear you because your mouth's too small to speak my fucking language. You know? Damn. Okay. Like, I just started <laughs> yeah. talking shit, you know? And I'm just like, I'm like sitting here and that. And the next thing you know, they did another one with me. And for some reason, people started hiring me for this. I still had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I'm like, okay. And then, and then there was one where it was like, okay, you shrunk your office down and now you're getting payback. So I'm like sitting here like, like oh, Sheila. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Sheila. I, I asked you out on that date, but you didn't think I was a big enough man. But look at me now. And uh, I just come on. I was improv. You know, yeah, I, I did yeah. nine years or what, seven years of improv theater before I ever even stepped foot on the adult. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sitting here going like, like. Okay, so then somebody emails me saying that, that that video changed their life. And I'm like, what the hell? So people mm. kept hiring me to do this. So finally, my business mind goes, I should go look at these ranked, what the ranks are mm. on these giant videos. And I realize that all these videos I'm doing for people, I am like all top 10 clips are me. And I'm like, well, shit, Mm -hmm. I should start doing these for myself. And I still had no idea what the hell I was even doing. I just kept talking shit. And I just kept like ripping little things apart. And then I started doing POV stuff. And and I came up with this huge thing where I like I got this like vape juice from from uh, 
from New Orleans mm-hmm. because that's where all the hoodoo shit is. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then some, some lady, so, so, so then I, I blow the vape juice at the camera and then you start shrinking and, ah, and, you know, I put this whole backstory behind it and I thought of all this crazy different stuff. And, and my biggest thing was this, was I wanted to, I've always wanted to, that's the reason why I came up now I have a multimedia production. I want to grab people. I don't want you to just want to jerk off. I want you to be like, look at this storyline. Like, look at the, the, how elaborate this is. And realizing that I came up with that 10 minutes mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so then what happened was, was I was like, okay, I got to learn more about this. I, I don't understand it, but I got fans yeah. out the ass. I got people hitting me up telling me, oh my God, well, what about this? What about that? What? And I didn't even understand what, these words were mm-hmm. I didn't know what macrophilia was yeah, macro uh, and just yeah macro micro and, and all these other uh, I didn't understand any of it so finally what happens was was people were hitting me up and I started asking questions and uh and then finally somebody said something about size cod and uh I'm actually staying I actually when I stay in New York here I actually stay with the owners of size cod that's so funny uh well because so, I'm gonna be there I think oh uh, you better be yeah, there because yeah. you wait till you see me because I do performances oh my there. god that's gonna be awesome I do I do okay. I do live performances there I uh I I, I heckle and destroy people mm-hmm. I, I'm very I'm very very mean though but then, but then you'll catch me nice because I also give classes there on how to properly choke and slap your girlfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but I also, uh, but anyways, though. So, so what happens is, is I went to SizeCon and I, I found out there was fans that went there just to see me, and I, I was humbled. They were like, "You're so much nicer than I thought." And I'm like, "Well, you haven't kind of paid me yet." So, <laughs> um, uh, but anyways, uh, so. I, I I sat through all, every single freaking uh, like talk, mm-hmm. where these fans got to talk about it, and then it finally hit me. I finally realized, you know, I understand power exchange. I understand feeling small. I understand that because it's the same exact thing. They think of S and M. Think of, uh, you know, uh, S&M, uh, Master Slave, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that, uh, sadomasochism, uh, all, all that stuff. When, when you really put it into terms, um, you are making them feel small and insignificant, but yet some who don't want to die, they want to feel like little pets in your hand. Mm-hmm. The ones that want to be eaten... They want to feel like they gave up their entire lives for you. Hmm. They want to feel like they are now trapped in a situation. You think of cage and confinement. You think of bondage. You think of that. Well, they are now trapped by you. And they've given up their lives to you. Or you've taken Mm -hmm. their lives from them. So that, that would explain. I've seen videos of stepping. Yes. Stepping on them is also the same thing then. Uh, you, Taking away. Yeah. Y- their life was for you. Yes, and exactly. For you to take away. Yeah. Huh. Because, because, because they are inferior mm-hmm. to you. It's the same thing as the fetishes of power exchange. They, they've lost their power. They, 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 it's, it's a power exchange where I have now taken power from mm-hmm. them over the outcome of their lives. And then... Yeah. So did this fit in well with the rest of like the fetish? I know you said you should talk, you know, you're good at improv. Yeah. Yeah. 
it, it seems like it fit perfectly. And that's why I still do my giant videos oh. on the same website as I do my uh, my faggot or gay humiliation videos. Okay. You know, and I want to make it on the record. Yes. Please, about, don't, don't worry. About, yeah. about the word, about when I first started that, I never liked the word faggot. I... I didn't like it. I honestly, you know, because I personally, I, 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 I'm a veteran. Mm -hmm. And I honestly didn't even know that gay marriage was still illegal. I came back from Iraq uh, 10 years ago, and I'm sitting here, and when the whole gay marriage thing happened, I was like, yo, what the fuck did I, like, mm -hmm. I thought this is what I fought for. Yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. thought... Hey, in pursuit Equal of fucking rights, happiness. Yeah. Now, who the fuck? It don't. I don't. Who the fuck is anybody to tell anybody who to love or who to? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, dude. Pursuit of fucking happiness. Mm -hmm. So I never liked the word faggot. I never, I never had a problem with it. But the fact is, is this: what I did understand was, in fantasy land, we want taboo. Mm -hmm. We want, we 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 want to go places that yeah. we don't get to go on the streets. I know that uh, submissive men who love humiliation love to be forced by. They love to be talked down to. Mm -hmm. They love shit mm -hmm. talk to them. So as soon as I came out with that first video in 2017, when it was probably the, the worst word, word yeah. <laughs> that you could say, and I knew it, and I sat here, and I, 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 I debated it. I debated it, and I sat around, but I, I had such a great reputation because everybody knew me as being a person who just makes everyone comfortable. Yeah. And then I come out with these videos where I am just relentless because I told myself, if I'm going to do this, I'm gonna do it yeah, right. You gotta go hard because because the 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 fan base I'm hitting, they're they're gonna know if mm -hmm. I'm sitting back and holding back and being a little bitch about it. So I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna go and do this, we're gonna go fucking hard. And I went there. If <laughs> if there was a place to fucking go, <laughs> I went. And out of nowhere, it just it just it it, it grew into this huge thing. I mean. I had gay people just hitting me up left and right going, going, oh, my God, thank you. Like, thank you for having the fucking balls to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that there's, I know there's, there's these, these cash masters out there. Yeah. There's all these people that go, oh, hey, I'm pretty. I got abs, so pay me money, faggot, blah, blah, blah. It ain't yeah. like that. And that ain't, that ain't what I'm about. What I'm about is, I call it, I call it the puppet master. I will use my words and spider my way into your head. And I will, I, uh, well, what I always tell people is this, is that if you want to grab an audience through your words, you better be fucking intelligent because no one wants to feel inferior to somebody that's not as smart as them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I make sure I use a bunch of syllables I make sure that I ramp. I don't just go right off the bat. Hey, you fucking faggot, faggot, yeah, faggot, faggot, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 I, You work up to it, huh? I work up. I ramp. And slowly but surely, you hear my voice get louder, louder. It turns every clip into a movie. You know mm -hmm. how you have a rise to a climax Hero's journey, and yeah. then a resolution. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it fit very, very well with it. And all honestly, I, I started to inter intermingle them. There would be... 
there would be people that were just fans of my feet mm-hmm. that would buy my giant clips because you, you get yeah, yeah. you get the close up view of it because it's just right there mm-hmm. and giving those perfect angles where you could see my face looking down on mm-hmm. you and you're looking up at my by the way everybody size thirteen feet <laughs> um, there you uh, have it size thirteen <laughs> size thirteen um, looking up there my size thirteen feet and uh, I would always get shots where you can see right between the toes see my face mm-hmm. see all of it. It's all about the shots. But, yeah, and it just, it just, uh, it all started to just fit together. Mm-hmm. The, the giant videos, the gay humiliation, everything. And I now got people that just go, oh, like, thank you for giving me, <laughs> thank you for giving me purpose. I mean, they say a lot of that, but it's actually also turned into, I had a two-hour conversation with one of my uh, customers about his life. Mm-hmm. In the end, as a pro dom, I'm one of the best pro doms in the country right now. It's actually what I'm doing out here after Exotica. Is I'm okay. doing pro dom sessions through New York City. What what exactly are pro dom sessions for those who? Uh, uh, professional dom sessions. So basically, you hire me to give you the experience you get from me on camera, in person, in okay. the flesh. But what those also end with is what people don't understand is there's pro doms everywhere. Well, I, I quotations pro doms. Uh, where they will just run and they will break you down. What people don't understand is that you can't just break a person down over and over and over and over and over again and expect them not to hate themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been asked, uh, have you ever felt bad about anything you've said? And I said, no, I've only felt bad about who the fuck said some shit to them before they talked to me. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, because I have seen people come to me so broken from having sessions that they actually think I'm fake. Because I actually sit down and want to get to know you for 30 minutes. I don't even charge for it. Mm-hmm. I want to get to know you for 30 minutes. I want to have a cup of coffee coffee with you. I want to understand your life. Mm-hmm. And then what trust me. Tick, what makes them yeah. 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 And then trust me. I'm going to get you there. I'm going to come in hard and fast. And not just raw. It's yeah. going to turn into the scene. But most people would pay for two, three hours. And the third hour, they're hugging my leg and crying happy tears. And I'm petting them and I'm telling them. Uh, I'm putting them back together. So the whole thing is about a pro-dom session, how they're supposed to be, and this was lost somewhere along the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. People forgot this. Uh, What you're supposed to do is, I'm supposed to break you down. Mm -hmm. Break you down. And then you you get through that whole moment, and then you jerk off, or I deny you jerk off, or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we we go through a session, but it's not about coming necessarily. I mean, you're going to orgasm through the session mentally. I, I'm going to mentally make you come so many fucking times. It'll be unbelievable. You can jerk off later thinking about your mental yeah. coming. Yeah. But in the end, you get to a certain point where you you start to shed and show arrows. That's what I call them. I call them, uh, uh, as men, we're tribe animals. And we're supposed to be in tribes together. And mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, some fuckboy said it's it's gay for men to hug each other and cry things out. Which, that is actually the most masculine thing mm-hmm. out there today. Because I also teach masculinity. Uh, real masculinity is being in tribes. And throughout life, us as men, we get arrows in us. And straight men turn to women for validation. Well, the thing is, women are too emotional. Mm-hmm to even help you with that you're supposed to turn to your other men to pull out those arrows so as i'm breaking you down i'm revealing layers and layers and layers of arrows that have been 
stabbed in you an arrow is you know your mom turned your back on you one mm -hmm. day you know and never removed right? yeah so. ex exactly so once those are revealed you know it, it, we start crying it out and uh and then what happens is is you come to me and we're crying it out and then we talk it out and we remove this arrow and you're suddenly your your burden gets lifted a little bit. You're a little bit lighter. You, you don't understand because you just were called faggot a million times and you were mm -hmm. beat with a bunch of whips and everything. And then you cried, but then suddenly you feel better. And it's about building you back up. And because I got to know you and got to understand how stressful your fucking life was. I mean, because all honesty, you're coming to me to let go. Yeah. You're coming to me because once you come to me for one of my sessions, fuck the world outside. I got that. I will take care of all your problems. You just worry about taking care of what the fuck I tell you to do. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where that whole daddy complex will come from, too, you know? <laughs> Jesus, okay. So, so you're, like, you're like a therapist, too. Man. This is it, therapy. Yeah, it's... yes. I, it was, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's exactly what it is. In the end, what we'll all tell you, the uh, prodoms and everything, we, uh, we, we were basically therapists. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason why I also learned this was that when I came home from Iraq, this was how I got my therapy from Iraq was, was through this. That's why I did found down for so long. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know, and the thing was, is that, and then I'm going to build you, but I'm going to build you back up and I'm going to help you. And then we're going to talk about things and you are going to now leave this session stronger. You're going to leave this session ready to go face your boss in the face the next day, mm -hmm. ready to go to work, ready to handle things. Right. And, and knowing that, you know, it was like, you know what? Because masculinity is providing strength. That's what it is in the end. And I like, to, I like to be an example of what true masculinity is in a world where people are saying masculinity is bad. Mm -hmm. Because masculinity mm -hmm. is not what they call toxic masculinity. Yeah, what they call toxic masculinity is too much femininity in a male. Because today, boys are born without fathers. Okay, I see what you So mean. I explain to women all the time that I'll never understand what it's like to be a woman. I'll never understand the burden of being a mother. Mm -hmm. So don't. So I will never sit here and tell you how to be a woman. It's not my place. So don't you sit there and tell me how to be a man. Good point. Jesus. <laughs> Where do we go from there? It got so, like, yeah, this is, I'm, but, uh, but it's. I, I tend to get deep quick. I'm well, sorry. no, but no, that's, that's perfectly fine. All of this is really deep. I mean, there's so much more to the surface of what you do exactly. and what a lot of people see from the videos. So exactly. Like, and sessions like this are. And that's are what awesome. I mean is, is, is you actually experience a lot of that through my videos and, but you don't know it. Mm -hmm. That's why I call it, you'll, you'll see me call myself the puppet master over mm -hmm. and over and over again, because I'm exposing your strings. I'm exposing your strings and I call it exposing your strings I play you like a puppet, mm -hmm. but I'm not playing you like a puppet. I'm exposing your strings. I'm exposing your, uh, your, your, I'm exposing your arrows. I'm exposing your insecurities. I'm exposing. You mentioned something about high school too. All these like things. Stuff, little yeah. things that make you oh. who you are, but they're so nestled inside of you that you don't even know. Yeah. So I bring yeah. up, I bring up high school. I swear to God, I could write a, I could write a book <laughs> on gay people by now. Yeah. Uh, I bring up high school a lot. I bring up, I bring up a lot of, uh, statistical, I'm a numbers man. I do a lot of numbers all day long. <laughs> uh, statistics, everything. Uh, statistically speaking, a lot of gay men had a hard time through high school. Mm -hmm. Oh, I play on that. 
I will bring that up. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is, you know, people, I'll be like, I'll be like, so you said what you you were uh, one one of the things I like to say. So let me guess. You're one of those faggots that like to get shoved into lockers, and then you didn't understand why you jerked off to it when you went home because mm-hmm. that jock was hot, huh? Yeah. You know, and uh, a lot of times I hear that that's actually a, a big thing. Yeah. I mean, more times Huge. than not is yeah. that there's there's so many, and I uh, there's so many people that actually, like, they didn't understand why, why, why is, is that hot, hot to yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. Why just, you know, but, but oh, honestly, it's the same exact thing as... as, as as a man who's chasing around a woman who keeps on fucking other dudes mm. and throughout mm. high school, but he still pays for everything and he doesn't understand why that turns him on. Mm-hmm. The fact is this, we're all fucking freaks. We're all fucked in the head. Yeah. If I told you half the shit that I'm fucking into, y'all would be like, holy shit, man, that's <laughs> not Miles Stryker. What the, yeah, oh my God. You know, but the thing is, is this, is that that's the beauty of it being an individual, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I, I tell people the best way to think of veterans, have your own fucking opinion. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, we are, which all- is hard. It's not easy nowadays. Every, yeah. it, we're so, even when you look outside, like in this whole area, if you look out, every single house looks exactly the same. Everybody is perfectly happy in a mold that's being created uh, to fit mm-hmm. everybody. And so it's, it's having your own opinion is a very, very hard thing to do for a lot of people that I've met. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to do this. I don't want to... Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to say fuck it. That's what I mean. That's exactly what it was. Like, I remember I was uh, I was homeless, and then three years later, I was working for Porsche. I was making six figures. I decided that I had too much of myself to share with the world, and I decided that I didn't like the way people viewed, uh, like I said, uh, straight white masculine male mm-hmm. i'm the problem with america right <laughs> you, well you're um so you're you're the embodiment of what i think of straight white male mm-hmm. however you don't think the way people think a straight white male thinks exactly and you know what the funny thing is a lot of straight white males think like i do really yes okay we, yes they are too afraid to be anything but the stereotype Okay. Honestly, me, like I said, I, I just say fuck it. But is it a fear that they have in themselves or a fear of other people? It's a fear of other people. Okay.